Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. Get your free copy of A Guide to Passively Investing in Commercial Real Estate. Inside, you'll learn the basics of passive income and real estate syndication, what kind of returns you can expect, how to find a sponsor, and how to evaluate the risks. Download your copy in the show notes or visit lifebridgecapital.com forward slash invest better to start your investment journey. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guest is Charlie Wessel. Charlie is a founder of Cordell Capital. He also founded and managed several successful companies in the Charleston, South Carolina area. He's been involved in multifamily commercial real estate in one aspect or another since 2006. He's an active investor since 2016, and he set up Cordell Capital to bring private equity to investment opportunities. Charlie and I met quite a few years back. You'll hear us talking about it. So it's been neat to see their growth as well over many years. But he started being able to raise a lot of money. And so he works with lots of investors. But I wanted to bring out from him like how he's done that, some steps and a couple of key things that have helped him to help that process, right? And so it's not so burdensome to him, but how he can do a much better job on specific things and building that relationship with investors. And he highlights numerous things that I hope you will think about doing if you're not doing already as you are trying to provide the best service possible, right? For your investors like we are as well. We're always looking for tips personally, just like Charlie provided today so we can continue to improve for our investors and providing just amazing service to them. I know you're going to enjoy the show. Charlie, welcome to the show. It's an honor to have you on. And I know we're going to talk about it a little bit, but you know, thinking back to when you and I met, I think 2017 and to where we're at today. So it's just incredible to be at this point and, and be interviewing you and I look forward to hearing more about just your process, right? How you got to where you're at now. And maybe you can give us some of those steps, but I know you have a specific skill set and process that it's so important. It's like the lifeblood of any of our syndication businesses, right? So I'm looking forward to diving into that. But tell the listener a little bit more about who you are and why you're in the syndication business and maybe a couple key things that helped you to get to where you're at now. Yeah, for sure. Charlie Wessel. I'm from Charleston, South Carolina. And just to hit on what you said earlier, Whitney, um, we met and had dinner at one of Michael Block's conferences in like 2017. And I'm pretty sure neither one of us was doing anything at that point, but we were just trying to figure out and get all the information that we could to get this thing started, you know? And I know Michael, he puts a lot of good content out there and he's been putting content out there for years and new people. I always send them over to his site just to you know, say, Hey man, go check this guy out. But yeah, we had dinner together at the hotel one night, me, you, and a few other guys. Yeah, I remember that like it was yesterday. What's a couple of the next steps you took, Charlie, to start growing your business and what you did? I really dug into the educational part of it after that. You know, you go to these conferences and it's a whole lot of rah, rah, rah. You can do it. Go, go, go. And I'll be honest with you. I took his course one week before flying up to his conference. 
Because a commercial realtor told me I needed to do that. He was like, if you want to be in this game, you need to go find somebody. And there's lots of courses out there and stuff. You'll find some that are good, some that aren't. But if you want to be an investor in this game, that's what you need to do. And I just dove into the educational part. I really didn't do much for the next year or so, but read books. I listen to podcasts like every day. And I still listen to podcasts every day. I mean, you can never learn too much about this stuff when you're dealing with other people's money. I mean, you can never be too safe. So that's what I did at that point. I don't think I got into a deal until about a year and a half later. And it was somebody that I met there at that conference that I ended up getting into a 152-unit deal with. And that deal has been great. It's been a rock star deal. I appreciate you bringing that up right there. I mean, like you started going to conferences, you were education heavy, just like I was. I try to still be education heavy. Like I feel like, you know, it's just a never ending thing, right? Of just continual learning, no doubt about it. I just want that mindset always like learning, learning, learning. But no doubt in the beginning, there's so much, right, to wrap your mind around. But you said there too, you know what, a year and a half later, you got into a deal. And I just want to say congratulations to you for not quitting, right? Most people don't wait it out that long, you know, like three months in, well, this is pretty hard. This just ain't working out, right? But you didn't do that. You know, you kept going and that's incredible, but you got that deal done. Oh, and another point you made, hey, you met that person at a conference. It sounded like quite a good while before that and probably built a relationship somehow, stayed in touch. Hey, finally, they had a project. You all took it down together a year and a half later. That's incredible. And what happened, like you got that deal done How did that speed your process up after getting that first project done? Well, that first project, we were helping to raise some capital for that deal. And I actually met these people at that first conference and then met them again at the next Michael Blanc conference the year after that. And that's where we really kind of hit it off. And then the next deal we did was six months later, and it was another deal in South Carolina, 148 units. So. It was going good. And then COVID hit right after that. And they basically pulled out and they were like, yeah, we're just going to stop right now. Because I think they're up to like 20 properties. Okay. So me getting in on the last two was really beneficial. It taught me a lot. And now we've gone out and we've done another deal, a 66 unit deal, which is kind of a small deal, but we got a rock star team there as far as like boots on the ground in Greensboro, North Carolina. And it's a mid-rise. It's just a really good deal. Nice. Well, I know that your expertise is around you know, the capital raising piece and investor relations. And I want to dive into that, especially from some of the few things you mentioned before we got started that I know the listeners need to hear. And it's going to be very valuable to them. But I want to hear about this ability to raise capital. How did you come about that? Because it's one of the hardest pieces. I mean, I just interviewed someone else as far as recording just an hour ago, but it's been a few days before this potentially when it comes out, when they hear yours, who stressed also like it's the hardest part of the whole business, right? Is like learning how to raise capital and just continuing to build those investor relationships and how to do that. So many techniques around that, but I want to hear how you have done that. How did you grow that part of the business? And let's jump into that. Yeah, I have a lot of help growing that part of the business from my virtual assistant. She was already well-versed in our CRM that we use and the automations that are set up to send out newsletters, send out educational content, send out you know the deals, the opportunities that we have for investors to come in and invest with us. 
there is nothing that takes the place of a good phone call to somebody or a one-on-one. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you can automate all the emails you want to, but you got to get personal with your investors. Somehow you have to get personal with these investors. And to me, that's the fun part. To me, I love that part of this business. You know, getting to know people, getting to know their families, getting to know what they do, what they like to do, you know, taking them to play golf or out to dinner or something like that. That's the fun part of the business. But like I said, I hired a virtual assistant about a year and a half ago. And the reason why I hired her was I didn't even know what she was going to do when I hired her. But I heard a couple of your podcasts about virtual assistants. I heard multiple other people's podcasts that are really big in this industry saying, oh, we got, you know, we have all these virtual assistants. I could afford it at the time. You know, we still can. So I kind of dove in and said, I don't even know what I'm going to have them do, but I'm going to hire one and we're going to figure this out. And I mean, from day one, the company that we used to hire them really kind of dug out what we could use a virtual assistant for and then lined up the candidates that they thought would be best. And I mean, from day one, she's been a rock star. Okay, let's jump into that. I liked how you said, like, you hired a VA, you didn't even know what she was going to do, but you heard so many other people talking about it. And I hear so many people ask me about, like, using VAs, right? I had to use VAs in the beginning. I don't know that I'd ever hired anyone before. It's probably five years ago or so now. But obviously, starting a daily podcast, hey, I knew I couldn't get it all done, right? So I had to build a team, and I couldn't afford to hire full-time people. So virtual assistants were just a necessary thing. It's like, okay, wow, really? I can hire somebody three hours a week and then still be productive if that's what I can afford right now? But that helped me to scale and grow really fast, right? Learning how to hire those people and to use them, provide good jobs for them and use their skill sets. And you mentioned a couple of things. You mentioned a lot of great things there. But one thing specifically you said was like, she already knew your CRM, the type of CRM that you use. Well, that's crucial. I mean, think about the learning curve that's going to take place if that person does not know how to use your CRM, right? So dive into that a little bit. Like this person, you hired her or him, I don't know. What did that process look like? They came on board. How did you know what to hand them? And then how did that grow? Like I said, I did know that you can go to like Upwork and some of these other places and hire a virtual assistant for like $8 an hour. And it doesn't cost you anything up front. Now, the company that I went with, how I got involved with them was they said, listen, we'll help you out with what she can help you out with. And I was like, okay, because I really don't know. I'm just thinking she can maybe manage my email inbox and maybe help me design some social media stuff or something. Well, now after a one hour phone call with them, they pulled out so much stuff that she could do and she's doing content creation. You know, I'm going back and editing everything and I'm making sure everything's on point for sure. But the stuff that she does frees me up to go and have those personal relationships with the investor. I mean, we've even hired another VA since then that's part-time. We've hired a copywriter. And I let her hire that copywriter. I kind of let her have ownership in that. Are those VAs in the States? Are they in another country? They're in the Philippines. Okay. Yeah. The copywriter was actually in Canada. Okay. What's the name of the company? I know you use them a lot. What's the name of the company where you found your VAs? Rocket Station. Rocketstation.com. They're out of Texas. 
Rocket Station. Awesome. Well, I'll look them up as well. And just so the listeners know, I've used onlinejobs.ph often to find people in the Philippines who have been very skilled at specific tasks and things that we need. And I don't know about you, Charlie, but personally, those people are very loyal and they've been just amazing workers. And when I take care of them, man, I mean, they want to stay with us, it seems like forever. And I almost felt like at first they'd be very temporary help. But they have been so loyal that I was actually just having a conversation yesterday with another team member that helps me manage that team there. And it's like, hey, I want to treat them like long-term employees because they are doing great work and I want them to stay and I want to take care of them. So would you elaborate on maybe your capital raise process? Let's jump into that. And maybe along that way, you can talk about how you're finding leads, how you're converting leads and what your VA, what role they play in that process too. Right. So we have a couple of different sponsors that we team up with. Right now, we're actually doing a fund with a couple of guys for mobile home park deal. And that's a whole nother show, dude. I mean, it started out with a bunch of 506B deals. So you had to have relationships with all your investors. It just was me out there grinding, calling buddies, calling everybody. I even called my brother's father-in-law. I called my brother first to ask him if it was okay. (laughs) And he was like, yeah. You know, you deal with all the people that you have relationships with. And then how we really have been pushing lately and getting a lot of phone calls on our calendar is social media. I mean, we post every day on LinkedIn and on Facebook. It's quality stuff that my virtual assistant creates. And then I go on to Canva which is a program that she creates this stuff on and I approve it or I edit a lot of it, the wording on it or something, and then throw it in the approved calendar. And then she just rolls through it. Tell it, speak to a little bit how she creates that context. I know that's a big hang up for a lot of people. I mean, personally, we have more content we know what to do with. But oftentimes, more times than not, that's not the case, right? And oftentimes, too, you're hiring a VA that maybe don't understand your industry, right? Or in real estate, they don't know what a lot of the terms are. They don't know what syndication is versus wholesaling and just no idea about real estate. But in this case, they're creating the content. How do they find the content? Talk about that process or system a little bit. Well, we go through different articles that are out there, man. We've written articles and you can just pull a couple of one-liners out of the articles that you write. I mean, seriously, out of one article that you write, you can have 20 posts out of. And she uses Canva. I don't even know how to use Canva. She knows how to do it. So she puts these cool pictures and all that stuff behind it and all these little cartoon characters and stuff. And it looks really sharp. I mean, it really does. There's a lot of programs out there that can really help you out with it. And like I said, the VAs that were lined up for me to interview had real estate experience. So they were already somewhat versed in it. Give us a couple of tips on converting those leads. They see that blog post at social media. What's a couple of the steps that an investor has to take then, you know, and how you all convert them to an actual investor? Yeah, on everything that we have, we have a please schedule a call button and that goes to our Calendly and that gives them the opportunity to then pick a day and time that they can schedule a call whenever it's convenient to them. So we have a phone call with them. I haven't had too many of them go bad, if any. It really is selling the dream, selling yourself, but it's also an opportunity that you're letting them in on, really. I mean, seriously, we are doing these people a 
service by letting them in on these investment opportunities. I got good buddies of mine that are financial planners. And I tell them all the time, I'm like, dude, I'm out trying to get as many people away from the stock market as I can, or at least diversify away from the stock market. Right. And they all think it's a trip, but yeah. Charlie, as you are looking at new projects now and just thinking about the current market we're in, how do you prepare for a potential downturn? Or if you're partnering with an operator, you know, how you like to see that they're prepared? Yeah, I tell you one thing. I mean, still conservative underwriting. I heard from a guy on a webinar the other day, there's no such thing as conservative underwriting anymore. Nah, it's still there. It's just the deals have gotten tighter. But that's why I kind of just branched out and started looking at mobile home parks. I got an off-market multifamily deal this morning. But the mobile home parks, I mean, I've never seen a multifamily deal pencil out like these things. I mean, they cash flow like crazy. And three months ago, I would have never even looked at a mobile home park. But a buddy put it in front of me and I was like, holy cow. It's interesting, like thinking through how you said, you know what, I'm willing to pivot and look at a different asset class because of the evidence of this, right? Or maybe because of a potential downturn, but you notice more cash flow over here. Being flexible, right, I think is a good quality when you know it's a good option, right? And you should be willing to jump. And sounds like you did that. What CRM are you using? Right now, we are using, and this is going to be an embarrassing question because we have Calendly and... This is how bad this is, man, because it's an active campaign. Oh, yeah, active campaign. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, active campaign. And I tell you what, the reason why I hardly know is because I go on there and I look and see who has opened the emails, how many people viewed it, what they clicked on. And that's about it. I mean, that's about all I use the CRM for. And Moffy does everything else in that CRM my virtual assistant, and I go in and look at the reports on who's looking at the emails. And that's how I know who to call. That's awesome. Who do I need to go schedule a call with? Who's really interested? How do you decide that? How do you decide who you need to schedule a call with? I mean, if they've opened the email and clicked on the offering, they're interested. And what do you do then to schedule that call? I shoot them an email and shoot them a link to my Calendly. Okay. And say, hey, man, schedule a call. We don't call. Like you're being proactive is what like I wanted to point out there. It's like, hey, you're going in there and looking. There's so much technology now that lets you know things like that. Like who has opened this? And hey, they've opened it four times yesterday, right? Hey, maybe I need to send them a little note today, right? Maybe even a handwritten card. Going that extra mile like that, Charlie, I think it's just incredible. I wanted to point that out because I hear that. That's what you're doing. Most people do not do those things. Don't think that way. And so what about, is there a way you've specifically, you've improved your capital raising process or your business even in general that we could apply to ours? I would definitely recommend the VA if you don't have one. I mean, that's been crucial to my business. Using active campaign for all the automated emails that go out. That's huge. Make sure that you're in it every day. She may make the posts in the social media, but I follow up on all those posts and I comment to everybody else's comment. So I'm still in it personally every day, grinding away all day, as I know you are as well, Whitney. That's for sure. Yeah, you still got to work at it, bud. On that note, what are some daily habits that you have, Charlie, that you're disciplined about that have helped you achieve success? Well, I like to wake up, have a little bit of quiet time in the morning. I usually read Proverbs 
in the morning, say today's the 28th. So today I read the 28th proverb and I just do that on a daily basis. And it's the book of wisdom. So that's what we're out looking for that and just putting the grind in every day, man. That's what we do. Awesome. Tell us how you like to give back. We have several different ways, man. We have the Low Country Pregnancy Center here in Charleston, and they help young mothers who don't know what to do. They're pregnant and have nowhere else to go. I mean, they have a house set up. They help them out with a lot of their needs and try to talk them into either adopting the baby or keeping the baby. And I'm telling you, man, to me, that is so huge. Like we can't give them enough money. So we sponsor events for them and everything else. Charlie, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show and see, right? I mean, your progress as well over the last number of years. And it's interesting that you and I met so many years ago at a meal at a conference. And I just want to stress too to the listener, like you got to get out there and you got to meet people. Even like Charlie talked about meeting that person at that event. And hey, then saw that person again. And, you know, a year and a half later, they're doing a large deal together. So you got to stick it out. You got to stay in there and you got to get out there and meet people and build those relationships with other operators and investors, just like Charlie's doing. Just some great tips. I mean, even thinking about like following up Using a VA, a rock star VA, I mean, having a great process of finding that VA, a couple tips or skills maybe that they have that are going to help you to speed up the process, like them knowing your CRM, like you mentioned, and getting past that mental hurdle, Charlie, like you mentioned, you know, I didn't even know what I was going to have them do. But then I was like, wow, I'm employing one full time, I'm hiring another one part time and couldn't live without them now. And I'm the same way. We are the exact same way. If they all quit, I'd be hiring other people back as quick as I possibly could in their place. But Charlie, thanks again for being on the show. Tell the listeners how they can get in touch with you and learn more about you. They can go to Cordell, C-O-R-D-E-L-L, capital.com. You can email us at info at cordellcapital.com. If you'd like to look into the virtual assistants, just shoot us an email. We can make an introduction with Rocket Station and save you 250 bucks on your initial setup fee. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show, brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate, while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital, making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.